0: Trigger warning. Content discussed in this episode may be inappropriate and/or triggering for some listeners. Topics may include violence, death, child loss, sexual assault, abuse, pregnancy loss, abortion, miscarriage, and other things that might be upsetting. Okay, I am Kate Miller. This is... She's chewing a cookie. And hold on. Take your time. Don't choke. Now she's drinking milk with the cookie. Goes together. I hate you. This is... Jackie McGranahan. Jackie McGranahan. Jackie K. McGranahan. And this is Expecting expecting it's a podcast about true crime and abortion
1: It's, it's on a like the pod- 80s and abortion. then they have like the screen pop up what screen like a late like, 80s like, mid 80s sitcom oh tight yeah you know and then like, there's a the, couch
0: facing the main camera mm-hmm. or whatever you know yep. what i mean
1: mm-hmm. any news because there's Um, some big big shit happened ben affleck and j-lo got married
0: i thought you were going to talk
1: about the abortion injunction well yeah there's that (laughs) there's that the um i like that you texted me okay
0: jackie got the ben affleck story from print media so she's like two weeks behind (laughs) everyone knew that they were married
1: two weeks ago did you see the dress, though? Did you, did you hear the whole story about how it happened? No. Yes, yeah, so well, I thought. What so, dress? She wore a dress from her own closet. He wore a suit jacket from his own closet. You know, not saying I'm sure they have spectacular closets, but it was just like spur of the moment. It's they got married. sperm of the moment. Sperm of the moment. No, it's spur. 12 Midnight their kids were there he was looking in the graffitied room she did her own makeup graffitied room yeah like the room where you get ready they got married they got married at the famous little white chapel in las vegas
0: oh and it's graffitied
1: yeah like no glitz and glam she did her own makeup and then
0: what a wonderful pr opportunity <laughs> so much the, opportunity. my favorite
1: she has changed her name Not here's that I care. Make here's my money a big 'Cause myself and Kate are both married. We both have maintained our last names we've had for all of our life. But Jennifer Affleck has changed her name. Yeah, she is J-A. now Jennifer Lynn Affleck.
0: I didn't and know that her middle name was Lynn.
1: Yes, yes. I watched the whole J Lo documentary. I am I know all J Lo. So do you?
0: how do you feel about her as
1: would you oh, all be I'm friends obsessed you love her not she's not beyonce but she's close jennifer lopez we'll oh jennifer affleck um when she was married to when they, she got married to ben she did a post that said love is everything love is what it's all about Something I'm not quoting exactly, but then I mean, she also such put profound. love is patient. Love is kind. And she didn't say love is kind. She just said love is patient. where? Oh, it been so long.
0: You know, 20 years yeah. past. Oh, boom, I can't boom, believe boom, it. Boom. I just got actual goosebumps. That's embarrassing.
1: It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: So you think the love is real? But
1: what's the... Uh, fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck right. yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Why... Okay, because here, here's why. They are at a place in their career. What the fuck do they need publicity for? You know what I mean? Like, she's going to get it anyway. She's J-Love. Maybe, maybe. And Ben Affleck, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I refuse. Really, literally at this point, I refuse to watch anything that either Ben Affleck or or Matt Damon. Either one are in. Because I can't fucking concentrate. I cannot anymore believe any character that Ben Affleck is trying to pretend to be. There's, It's too fucking far. Like, you're Ben Affleck. You're not a uh, person like that one show that he would hit the accountant where he's trying to he's like a very, very no. a, an extremely intelligent I don't buy it anymore it's yeah. Ben Affleck pretending to be something else yeah. same with Matt Damon yeah. he did that historical movie didn't fucking buy it I can't watch Why it historical movie that historical movie where he had that ridiculous haircut it reminded me of did you ever see Tropic Thunder thankfully no well, yeah, they had Ben Stiller had this really ridiculous haircut. That Matt was when movie. Robert Downey Jr. did blackface. Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on the <laughs> other pieces of that movie, but yeah, Ben Stiller had a really ridiculous haircut, mm-hmm. and Matt Damon had a. St- stupid ass haircut what for historical
0: that. figure was he don't google it
1: i'm not okay. it was something was he with... a president was it america no it was like the in the time of king arthur and oh forget about it the dude from I girls was in it oh i
0: love that dude Ooh, adam wait driver.
1: yes adam driver you was guys in it. i
0: could have met adam other
1: great how let me tell you how bullshit I my
0: mom ma- well had i really worked on it and actually i have worked at it i have two different examples First example, my mom's sister, Aunt Janice, who my mom's very close to, her um, and her husband live in a small town in Ohio near Oberlin, the college Oberlin. And their tiny town was the set for a movie that's coming out on Netflix in like a month or two that Adam Driver and Greta, a bunch of famous people star in. And I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have gone back up to that little town and hung out. Maybe I would have met Adam Driver. We would have become friends, platonic friends. Also, Adam Driver has some sort of a foundation or something for people in the military and the arts because he was a Marine. And so I I sent it to Mike because they were doing some event and I was like, sign up for this. And then we signed up for this thing we were going to watch with John Turturro doing a live interview on Zoom, which I love John Turturro. I mean, John Turturro. What were you all watching? Well, we both forgot about it, (laughs) so we didn't do it.
1: But But I do. John Turturro had a Zoom. He he was was doing a live
0: interview with Adam Driver's Foundation for People in the Military and the Arts. Oh, that's cool. And, like, Mike's a writer, Mm -hmm. and he was in the military, so I was like, here's my chance to meet Adam Driver and perhaps support Mike's writing career. It's a
1: twofer. The the thing is, you, if... What's holding you back in all of these instances where you could be meeting Adam Driver, but <laughs> well, you don't ever... There's, there's, like there's like, like a piece. There's something that holds it, well, you I'll back tell you, from each
0: time. I'll tell you. It is apathy. Do I really care? It's interesting for a couple of seconds, and then I've moved on.
1: And he's not even my celebrity crush. Adam, Adam Driver is great, and Girls was like a... You know, know, but it also has one episode that was, is hands down some of the best television I've ever seen. Which one? When fucking Shoshana smoked crack. Oh, yeah. Nothing will ever compare. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing will ever compare. Because she was was, already very. And it was so accurate. I was like, that is exactly how people act on crack. Someone, one of those writers. It's smoking. Any of them is hitting the rock.
0: That's like um, I love the episode where the chick, the main chick, what is her name? Lena Dunham.
2: Yeah, but what's her character's name? Oh, Hannah. Hannah. Hannah Horvath. Hannah, Hannah
1: Horvath. You are so Hannah. Well, let me if give you an example. In real life, Kate, that's fucked. You up. could be Hannah. That is so hurtful. It's Wait, reality. How so? It's reality. In what way? Well, for one, Hannah is extremely selfish. <laughs> i mean not pointing any fingers here but when there's one person at this table who might be a little self-absorbed oh really one person i can admit it i can admit it okay, i can maybe too. two possibly two yeah well and um and you kind of remind me of her like the way i look no oh, i don't okay. think you all look alike i think no, you I act did. similar okay well she also her character got hpv no, well, wasn't that the... I got HPV. The, the cousin from London. No, they all... Well, they said
0: all... All adventures. women. And that's always been... Have HPV. Yeah, I liked that. I believe it. All right, so... Do you all know
2: that I met Ben Affleck one time? Where? <laughs> you did? Yeah.
1: How did you hold that
2: out? Yeah. So Tori just said that she met Ben Affleck. What the fuck? Yeah. that was in, like... It was the summer before ninth grade... And we were on vacation in Savannah, Georgia, and they were filming that movie Forces of Nature with Sandra Bullock. And I so you met Jake, Ben Affleck like, like at the height of his success. Yes, I'll tell you what. And like we were so we got to it was very I mean very influential clearly because like oh we're on vacation I get to see a movie, how a movie gets made watched him like do this driving scene like around the circle oh, over cool. and over it was so cool and we were just like oh my god and then like they had like a break from filming and so we were kind of in the spot where we could like go like him and Sandra went into this like little bookstore and so we we're like okay like how's our chance my sister and I and we go and um we went to her first and asked if we could take a picture and she said no and I was like Girl, I just saw you take a picture with somebody's kid, like, over there. Yeah. But we talked to her, and she was, like, she's truly, like, so beautiful and kind. Oh, yeah. I bet,
0: like, very beautiful people in real life like that are even more stunning. So, she she said
2: no? Did she she ever end up saying yes? No, she she said no, but she did talk to us, and she was, like, I'll sign something. And she, like, wrote, like, I think it said, like, stay cool, Sandra, or something. Like, I don't know. She, like, signed something. She didn't say Sandy. I don't, I don't. remember. I, I don't even know where the autograph is. I have, Obviously, I'm it's not of, hanging it's up in your probably library. Probably was like thrown
0: away. <laughs> That's like when my oh. friend Shannon met the. Remember Dean After Dark. Dina After Dark. She would play love songs. Something. Oh, after, oh, oh Delilah. Delilah. Yes. And one time she was waiting on her, and Delilah was like, "Oh, here you go," and like signed an <laughs> autograph and gave it to her, and, and Shannon's like. N- I for didn't this.
2: Want okay, so anyways, back so Sandy um, gives you an autograph. So we, we were like, okay, like we did that first, like and that one I was like Vince over there, like looking at books. So like let's go, um, and my sister and I go up and like we're I got a picture with him, and it was just, like we each got one, and it was just like I just remember he like put his arm around me, was like, oh my god, he's like so tall and dreamy. Yeah, you know, he's, he's like so 15 handsome. years old, yeah. right? Like so yeah. handsome. But then like we had that those do you remember those like little Kodak cameras that were like long yeah. and skinny? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. you have to turn the flash on. Yeah. Did not turn the flash so you can like not you could not tell like you could tell barely like but then it was just like and I remember like showing my friends at school on like the first day of ninth grade or whatever and these two girls across the bathroom she did not really meet him like she is lying trying to be cool and it was just like Oh my God! people are, like, really mean. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, hater. So, that's hater. And then it was, like, the next day, we were, like, going into some restaurant, and him and Gwen Paltrow were, like, in the restaurant, like, in a small booth. Like, like I'm sure it was her, because they were dating at the time, and there was, like, Holy this, like, shit. tall, skinny blonde <gasps> woman. You only really saw her from the back. She had, like, a... Oh. It, she, it was definitely her. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. You know.
0: But, yeah. that Those so, are some A-list celebrities.
2: I know, so, right? So, anyway, that's my little story about Vanessa. So, I've... As much as I'm like, ugh, there's part of me that's like,
0: ugh. I, I actually, I still think Matt Damon's hot.
1: I never I did. Don't. I didn't. never did. Never did either. I'm a sucker for that
0: stupid character in Goodwill hunting. I mean,
2: I how know. about
0: these apples?
2: <laughs> is that even him? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> wait. So I have to add you, <laughs> because this could be fun. We don't have to leave this in, I don't know, but like, what is your celebrity crush, both of you? Okay, right now, Crushes.
1: my celebrity crush is John Ham. Fuck
2: yeah. Excellent choice. Hers
1: just so John Hill. Yeah. Right now, mine is, I don't know what his name is, but I fucking love him. He was on Dune. He was the dad. Oh. <gasps> oh, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Yes, he's very oh hot. He's so fucking very sexy. Yeah. You know, I watched yeah. that movie. That movie put me to sleep seven instantly. times. I bought it on Amazon. <laughs> I watched it so many times. Zach was like, why in the fuck did you buy Doom? You've seen it so many times. I was like, I just want to be able, able to Oscar. have it. Mm-hmm. You know what's You know, like he dumb. lays he's
0: naked and he lays down. He's so goddamn sexy. Oh, do you? I mean, also, oh, so Jon Hamm's character, so like, this is how I know. He I only likes there, John Hamm because he has a big dick. That's not... I mean, his his (laughs) character—he has several big dick pictures.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, it's well documented. Yeah, it's very well documented. (laughs) Um,
0: But his character in that show in Mad Men—I'm like, he's so dysfunctional. It's hot. Okay, here we go. I get it. Should Ah, should I start? Well.
1: Or should we talk more? Wait, who's your celebrity crush?
2: Yeah. I mean, it changes all the time. Well, I like right, right now? now? Right now, I love... Uh, They're
1: delicious, and I will eat everyone if people don't. I so love,
2: cute. I love Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. Right? Roy Kent. Mm. Um, but I also mm. feel like I just am Roy Kent, so I feel like it's a weird, like, I am attract. He also is, like, bearded and dark hair like Andy, so, like, I feel like there's that, but it's just, like, I- he's also just, like, I am him. He's so mad and- at everything all the time. Yeah.
0: Right? yeah. He's so hot. He, he is.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. That, uh, that might be the best one of the three.
2: He's hot. oh yeah, he's hot.
0: Which I'll tell you, the other hot thing about your dude. British accent.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: mm. But you know who's got who's I has also- a British accent who's disgusting? Oh,
2: Hugh
1: Grant. Ugh. Yeah, fuck Hugh Grant. But that one dude from Peaky Blinders. Mm. with the blue eyes. Mm-hmm. He was on Batman. He this wasn't really cute in
2: Batman. Yes. Cillium, like I don't
0: know who you're talking about.
2: Also, Tom Hiddleston. The main dude. Always. Yeah,
0: Tom Hiddleston's hot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so is so that so one guy who's real problematic now. He, like, burns people, but he's kind of funky. Oh, gross. He eats, he wants to
0: eat dead people? Army Wait, Hammer? Huh? What? Hey, Jackie, what the fuck? <laughs> Shame. Shame. Still hot. Shit. <laughs> Game of Thrones reference. Sex. Good callback. <laughs> yeah, 16. he is hot. He's disgusting. But, okay, <laughs> so I am going to tell the story of Jamie Adams. Jamie Adams. Jamie Adams was, I think, born in eighty-three or eighty-four. She was killed in two thousand and eleven, December of two thousand and eleven, and she was twenty-five years old. She lived in Oklahoma. I don't know a lot about her, but I'm gonna show you all a picture of her and I'm gonna read you a little part from her blog. She started a blog November of 2011. She was murdered in December of 2011. So she has one blog post. Her, here's her description. I'm just gonna read it directly. I am a wife and a mother to three wonderful sons. I am a college student chasing a medical dream. And I have a creative heart. I enjoy crochet. My sewing machine is a dear friend. And Mod Podge is my new favorite toy. I hope to produce an income doing the things that I love. So, um, Biddy is crawling on me right now. She's not gonna stop. I don't mind, but I just... I need you to make sure she doesn't pee on me. She won't. Okay, so she'll warn you. She gets in position. Okay, I'll try my best to pay attention. Oh, now she's moving the microphone. Aww, she's She's like rubbing her little. She's rubbing her little feet on my leg. It feels so good. Okay.
1: She does deep tissue massage. It feels great. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. It feels
0: really good. So, uh, as I said, Jamie's twenty-five. She already has three kids, and she's pregnant. She has one on the way. So, like, just to pull out right there, I feel like a a lot of our stories, don't you feel like, are, like, young moms with lots of kids? I feel like that's been somewhat of a theme.
1: And... Well, we are talking about... Pregnant people who are murdered. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the demographic is pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, but I wonder, like, if pregnant people under a certain age are more likely to. I think well, you, you said you're said that, that last really time. are really get
1: pregnant. It, it does increase at a certain age point. But unless you're a celebrity, most people don't get pregnant, you know, later in life. Well, more and more people are. Yeah, but even those people who are doing it. They have access to fertility,
0: right? Well, that's I think sort of my point is like mm-hmm. the relationship between income and control over reproduction plays out in a lot of different Bam. ways, yep. including like being young and not necessarily having control over your reproduction, in part probably because of your income. So um, Jamie gets married in around 2010 to someone named Justin Adams and they're married for about a year. Jamie Abrams, as I was saying, she was 25 years old. She had three little boys and one more on the way. She was really early in pregnancy. She marries Justin Adams. And as I said, they had been married for about a year and I think one of her three boys were for sure his because his name was like Justin Jr. like the youngest of the kids so I'm not sure if the first two kids were from another relationship or not I presume that they were based on the length of her relationship with Justin which again like I I think is like an important theme that like if you're a single parent like obviously you're in a situation where you're having to provide and I could see you being more like I would probably be more open to a relationship if I knew that that meant like some level of support for me yeah. which brings me to like the next thing so they get married like th- reading this article on misogyny like I was going back and forth and I have the question that I don't know that we are here to answer, but the question is, can straight marriage between two cis people ever not be oppressive toward
1: the woman in the relationship? My relationship is absolutely not oppressive. It might be oppressive to Zach. <laughs> so, you know, right now, there's one alpha in this house, and he ain't downstairs. There's one oh alpha. I thought you said outfit. I was like, there's thousands alpha. of outfits. Um. So, they were... But I think relationships could be oppressive, like, in traditional ways. Like, like for instance, my marriage. Zach is not... I'm more aggressive because that's just... I was raised by aggressive... There's long lines of alpha women in my family. And Zach is not that. And he has never been that, like, he's not that type of well, a Well, let me dude. give you an
0: example of what I mean. Let's hear Like, it. which I don't know if you'll want this or not, but, like, you know how you're the one that's more likely to, like, ensure that if Zach's family needs support, like, financial support, you're the mm-hmm. one that does it. Right. For, like, that's a fairly complicated reason. But, like, I think... It's hard if you're, in the same way, I don't think, I, it's not about the individuals, really. Because, mm-hmm. like, we all love our husbands. Obviously, I think my husband's, like, a feminist, like, yeah. ra- you know, like, radically liberal, like.
1: Booty short wearing. Oh, God, I
0: love those little ranger panties, is what they're called. So, like, let's not even look <laughs> at. Mike
1: will wear some booty shorts in a minute. He loves it.
0: He loves a good reason to put on a tiny pair of shorts. So, um <laughs> and, like, if you see him jogging, in, at, like, in Cherokee, like, he.
2: Talk Was about he got John Hamm dick
0: pics. Like, oh yeah, he wears a headband. He has a ponytail. He has a fucking headband. He has massive headphones on. Teen tank shorts, <laughs> no shirt. It's a sight to be seen.
2: Andy said that Mike said a perfect Saturday to him is like mowing the grass in short shorts, oh, no shirt, beer, and sitting in this fold-up chair drinking beer. That's exactly
0: right. That's exactly okay, right. it. So, like, obviously, I'm saying take away the individual. This, in the same way, I don't think white people cannot perpetrate racism. I don't think cisgendered heterosexual men, I think the default is a perpetration of misogyny and and the patriarchy because of the system that we live in. So Mm -hmm. it takes, like, a high degree of effort to reject those norms. And I think it plays out in different ways. And, like, you know, so I won't get too deep into it, but it's just something that I was thinking about, like, it's just interesting, like when does consent ever for instance really
1: exist? for instance, Zach is like the caretaker here, like when you're talking about like the person who's the leave the house and then it the person who's default responsible for the grandchildren and children it's always Zach, he's the dinner cooker, yeah, I'm the cleaner, but you know like so. But the norms that you're talking about, like I want um that we that are just there like soci like societal norms. Like when I think of someone beautiful, I'm thinking of you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, for instance. Or you know, yes. because what what yes. we saw was yes. like white
0: features, white or like ideas or hair
1: on women is jarring to me still like i'm getting i'm I'm, making myself be this is normal we all have hair and this is from a person who has full bush
0: we know to the end we talk about it every episode our pubic hair we're pro
1: bush i will always the presidential
0: candidates they're, Jeb, though I don't understand speaking, it.
1: When you're shaving your badge with a fucking razor, and then your boyfriend's shaving his pubes, and imagine that fucking razor burn yeah. just—
0: rubbed. it doesn't make sense. It's ungodly.
1: Oh, uh, Zach did he? He used to shave his pubes, like when we first started dating, and I was open with my disgust, like ugh. That's nasty. And then he changed it. Of course. I mean.
0: Well, he probably was doing it because he thought the expectation that it was clearly, better. Not because clearly he
1: preferred. He thought that I would be Gross impressed. Out. Like, look at this. That was actually the fourth <gasps> the fourth round
0: of the Shania Twain song that don't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> it, the one after a race car driver is pubic hair shaved that might be the biggest life i've ever seen come out of jackie's face <laughs> we can quit doing the podcast now that's all i've ever wanted you got it okay so the and the reason i was scrolling is there's a quote i want to include at some point but getting back to her relationship with justin we don't know from her she obviously isn't interviewed I can't find any information online, quite obviously. So according to Justin, they were swingers and they had like an open relationship.
1: Any pineapples? up?
0: Oh, that's so interesting that you said that cuz I wore the pineapple dress on Friday and Sav brought that up and last night I went to this party in my neighborhood and like in I In the pineapple dress? No. I was dressed as a... Damn you. If you didn't wear that pineapple
1: dress and have Michael wear a pineapple top... Then we would have known.
0: No, it was a murder mystery party. So I was dressed as a croupier, which is a person that works the poker table. And I was like, this shit is a swinger party. Like, this shit. And like, a bunch of the other people were like, I thought this was going to be a swinger party. Like, not a real one, but it was like a murder mystery party. We were all drinking a lot. Did
1: anyone take their clothes off? Um,
0: one person did a lot of handstands with a dress on.
1: Did you see nips, though? I mean, I would think that a swinger thing. party would definitely have to... Like, somebody's going to have to... It wasn't a swinger party. Accidentally it get naked. It had
0: the potential for a swinger party. But it wasn't a swinger party.
1: If nobody's if nobody's fucking naked, it's not a fucking swinger party. I agree. Swingers wear pineapples. Like, if
0: you go in someone, like, that's the... So, the entire state of South Carolina swingers. Because I feel like they have pineapples on everything. I'm
2: thinking of palmettos.
0: Mm, those trees. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Close. Those trees are everywhere.
1: Pineapples mean swinging.
0: Okay. So, now you know that. Address accordingly. That according to Justin, <laughs> they were swingers. And according to Justin, she was engaging in sex work. Um, and that's not just according to Justin. You'll hear more later. But the point that was according to him... And I didn't see disputed in anything, but like I don't know how I would have. Is that he was like not only supportive but like very participatory in terms of putting post on Craigslist? That's how they solicited most of her clients. Was Craigslist? He would put the post on Craigslist. He said that he would often accompany her, like on these, you know, uh, what do you call it? transactions? Mm-hmm. You know I'll say. And, or jobs. And, um, like, if, in fact, they are swingers, then, like, it could be, like, a sexy consensual thing. I don't really know that I buy that as a, as a pregnant mom of three struggling financially. So that was the other thing. They were struggling financially because he had, like, joined the military. I don't fucking know. They just didn't have money. I'll stop now for a second. Money was tight. She's tw- Even if you didn't know anything else, I just assume money's tight. If you're 25 with three kids and another on the way, and, um, like, I just assumed it. But there was also other stuff that you were like, yeah, they don't have a lot of money.
1: Money's always tight.
0: Not only that, it's December, and if actually you read her post on... <laughs> there comes Biddy.
1: She's... I knew the animals were going to be a problem.
0: If you read her last post, her only post on her blog that she ever made, it's talking about how much she loves Christmas. Like, how important Christmas was to her. Mm. So, not only do they not have money right now, they have three kids, and Christmas is a month away. So, they're, like, trying to get some more cash to be able to pay for presents.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Biddy is so out of control. (laughs) I mean, if she'll chill, then I'm fine with her on my lap. Biddy. She'll fight me to move. Biddy. She's going to sit on the audio
0: equipment. And that shit ain't cheap, probably.
1: There you go.
0: She's obsessed with Tori. That's hurtful. She was just as obsessed with me. (laughs) She's ridiculous. Okay, so, as I was saying earlier, she's engaging in some sex work, especially... And there are ads on Craigslist, say. Like, he has an ad that's like um
1: Is he engaging in sex work too, or no. is it just her? No, there's
0: no evidence of it. That is we're he? Aware of.
1: Is he like a pimp, kind of? Yeah.
0: For lack of a better term, it kind of seems that way. So he makes a post that's like, "Hey, one like uh, allowing any man to do whatever they please with my wife, trying to get cash for Christmas or something like that." So, like, what they the? make references to needing money for Christmas in that post.
1: And does it say anything about whether she is okay with that? I don't know. And
0: guess what? There are two incidents where she called nine one one, and one time when she did go into a domestic violence shelter because she was fearful of Justin. So, like in their short relationship, there were at least a couple of incidents where she felt, allegedly, she felt like she her safety was at risk, and she called. I keep wanting to say nine eleven. It's nine one one.
1: Nine eleven.
0: And one of the times on nine one one call, <laughs> she was at a Lowe's, like, and she was like, "Did you
1: do you normally call it nine No, I
0: guess it's just top of mind because I'm a patriot.
1: Kate's husband is in the military, and she milks that every second.
0: Um, I only milk it actually at Lowe's because you get a 10%. I'm always the one that's like, he was in the military. Do you have a military discount? Like, is she really wanting to do this because she wants to do sex work and she's feeling empowered about the experience? Or is she doing it because she's in a sort of a shitty situation? She needs some cash. Or is she doing it because her husband's maybe forcing or coercing her to? Like, we'll never know. We don't know. So, um, the night that she goes missing... He did not go with her the way that he normally did because of they didn't have a sitter. So, like, he stayed home with the kids. She had several appointments lined up. She had several appointments lined up. He didn't go with her because he needed to babysit. Not babysit. You're not supposed to say that. Someone needed to watch the kids. So he was like, just be in regular communication with me. She was. The last client, she texted and said, like, he didn't show up. I'm going to get something to eat. It's either, like, a McDonald's parking lot or a Denny's, somewhere around there. And it's, I think, about 3 or 4 in the morning. I think she had left for the night at, like, 11 or 12. She doesn't come home. And something else I do want to stick out here is, like, I was kind of looking for a story that involved an individual who was in sex work because, like... I think we all are interested in this podcast and these issues because there are people who are made vulnerable because we have laws that criminalize behavior that shouldn't, that, like, further victimize people. Because I think we also probably all agree that, like, you can absolutely be an empowered person and engage in sex work in a way that's, like, respectful and gives you dignity, Uh, And so I thought this was and then you also know a lot of stories of people who are suffering with like different substance use disorder or different needs where like they're going to turn to sex work and it's not necessarily something they want to do. So it's like a challenging thing to think about. And I didn't really think about someone who engaged in sex work in this way. Like this kind of surprised me because it didn't feel like someone who was traditionally engaging in sex work, but she was doing it because of the circumstances she was in at that time, like it being near Christmas. And it's like, okay, let's make some extra cash, like a side hustle. So she doesn't come home. Justin reports her missing. Justin investigates it a little bit himself. Allegedly, like he goes to the place she was last at and talks to like the owner of the restaurant. Did they see her? Like, I'm a little sus. So, um,
1: let me what add Justin? to that.
0: Let me add a little bit there. She had taken out a hundred thousand dollar life insurance. Oh, it's thing. Justin. She he seen was seen, me, he was seen with another woman pretty quickly after she went missing. And uh, the cell phone records put him at the scene of, not the crime, where she was found. So she went missing in early December. Her body was found. She had been murdered. Her body was found, like, the beginning of January. So cell phone records put him where the body is found. The body, her body, Jamie's body was found and she had been stabbed nearly 30 times. Something that's very interesting is there is DNA found on her or in her. All of the other clients that she had met with that evening, there were, I think, like I said, four total, like three that had actually followed up and one that didn't show up. The three that have followed up all willingly gave their DNA They were not a match. And they made a point to tell police that they had used condoms and that she was very, like, clear about the use of condoms. Like, that was part of the deal. It was very explicit. They all complied. So it's wild that this fourth DNA exists in her because allegedly the fourth person didn't show up. It's not her husband's DNA. And... Um, they find the fourth person who was supposed to show up, a man named Joseph Sir, or Sear, Cyr, C-Y-R. He was easy to find, because they're all using Craigslist and emails and cell phones to, like, message each other. And he's like, yeah, we never ended up meeting up. And they're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, can we have your DNA? And he's like, nope, and here's my lawyer. And the lawyer's like, we're not, he's not going to give you DNA without a warrant. Eventually while this is happening let me take a step back everyone agrees with you jackie they arrest her husband justin he is arrested he is charged he is in prison excuse me in jail pre-trial then this other person emerges as -hmm. a person of interest i don't remember how they compelled to get his dna but they did and it's a match most likely
1: sometimes people they will from true crime that i've seen before you say no then the police are just on you watching you constantly because you're going to throw your own dna yeah it's in your garbage out somewhere and they'll just watch you do it and that's all they have to do is like see you and then they can get it
0: or if you go in and get questioned don't ever fucking take a drink of water you no. know what I'm saying? Because then they get the DNA
1: off your cup. Stupid. Don't smoke People a cigarette. do it all. They do it all the time. Like, oh hey, you want something to drink? Yeah. Let
0: me give you a. Did this. you want to go ahead
1: and ejaculate in this cup while you're here?
0: Yeah, they will get you that way too. Because you think, sure, I'd love you to ejaculate take a lie in a cup. Let's in this. Don't take. And also, Justin took a lie detector test, and it came up with some. Um, like, element, like, deception, deception. Which we all know the lie detector test are bullshit. Probably, we'll probably find out in a couple of years DNA is too or something, but we'll see. So anyways, um, they get Sir's DNA, it matches, and he's like, oh, well, we just had sex, we didn't, I didn't kill her. Um, and they still have these cell phone records that have Justin at the place of the drop-off, but guess what? They go back and reinvestigate the evidence, and it turns out because their cell phone plan is a family plan like every other human on earth, that's why it showed that he that his phone, his line had been with her. It was inaccurate. There wasn't cell phone records tying him to the location of the body. So once that happened, it like obviously pointed it further back on Joseph's ear. They, they, guess what? They still charge Justin with manslaughter uh, because he was complicit in the um, sex work. And so because of that, they charged, they were like, you're liable. Even though in reality, like, for all we know, she was, you don't know. Anyways, I think it's more just the police didn't want to look stupid or they felt bad about looking stupid. So Joseph Sear, he's charged, he's convicted, he's in prison right now. That's why it showed his line. And, like, AT&T or whoever the provider was was like, Oops, sorry, we actually meant to tell you, like, this is because they're on the same plan. Like, it's not his phone. It was her phone that was, like, bouncing off the tower. Okay. Okay. So he's, like, pulled out as a suspect. And Joseph, sir, the only person whose DNA is on her. And also, like, the other three, his DNA is found in the body. And also, if you all will remember... All the other clients said that she specifically demanded a condom. So, like, it's bizarre. And her husband, like, attested to that as well. Like, it's bizarre. So, then you're like, why did Joseph Sear murder this woman? Like... Here's what I was thinking about. If they got married in the last year, like, when you get married, you're supposed to update your paperwork. For all we know, like, it was through his job or something. I, You know, I don't know. And he was a military. He was a member of the military. So, for all we know, it was, like, part of his military benefits package. So, I kind of also thought that was a little flimsy. And just coming back to Joseph Sear, like, Joseph Sear lied about being with her and lied about... It's just weird that his DNA was in her when she had been so clearly demanding condoms. And, like, none of the other clients she saw that night had DNA in her body. So, Joseph Sear, you're like, why did he murder her? I couldn't find a lot of information about him. I actually did hear this one podcast that I'll reference in the notes. And it's, like, a friend of his, like, that had known him for years, like, an acquaintance Who talked about how he was such a nice man to her and, like, had helped her out. You know, she was working as, like, a mechanic within the army. And it's, like, a very male-dominated space. And he was always very kind. But over the years, how he had changed and how, like, ultimately he had become really controlling of his wife. And so, anyways, that's all I, like, hear about this dude. He's, He's, I think, 35. And he stabs her. 29 times so for a moment i'm like do you think she was demanding the condom and that like infuriated him or like maybe he was like for all we know who who murders someone for their first time at that age 29 times and they're in oklahoma and i was thinking about like missing you're trying to tie
1: logic to murder. I know, but isn't that... Do you no. think that was his first murder? No. You're trying to put logic on... He murdered her. There's already the fact that he's going to stab her. He's stabbing Like, her. do you think he took the knife with him, intending to stab her? Clearly. Okay. They're at a hotel. Well, I think they're in a car. <laughs> you know, regardless, life. you don't have... You know, like, this wasn't... You're not stabbing someone 30 times on accident. Right. You know, like, and especially where he's, where she was, that's something that happens often with sex workers. People who want to explore their fantasies of murder, most often times, you know, like, that's how it's going to... So you think it was like that was part of
0: his what he, he he was meeting her with the intention of murdering her oh you think for sure i bet you're right for sure i doubt it would be they don't, don't so have enough of, of a con they have but, not
1: a, you know nothing that could happen in this in their interaction that is paying for sex is going to infuriate him to take him that far out of character you know it. what i mean yeah. so then if that's the case
0: you're like it's not the first time, probably could not be right. Yeah. like at that he's age, he's done it before, or and he's he almost not, got away with it. The whole time they're looking at the husband with good reason, like right. you were saying, like with good reason they're looking at the husband. He easily
1: could have gotten away with it, or or it's just something that you know those how those people are. There are people who are not emotionally balanced, you know, like oh, I want to murder someone. I want to kill someone, like I've seen those date lines. But on that's not—it's
0: like one of those things where you're like it's not. Surely it doesn't start there. That, I'm like, I bet he killed other people. I bet there's other... Or he could
1: have been doing that for was the first his time up in, in the Annie. Yeah. You know, he could have
0: maybe been raping. Could have been, to yeah. Stri- yeah, Or doing so something. So
1: he's incarcerated.
0: The only other thing Oklahoma has a shitty court records. Like you can't find stuff online without like requesting it. Um, at some point, he was, like, terribly beaten while he was in prison. He had to have his jaw wired shut. He had to have plates put in his face. And he sued the state, um, and he was not successful. But, like, it was a horrifying story. I mean, obviously, he if he truly did what he did, he did a horrifying thing. But it was just disturbing to see that. Um, and he's still incarcerated. So, while I was reading this, and then... Like, I'm pretty much done. Like, I was reading this piece in Vox about misogyny, which I want to read this, like, these two quotes from this woman, Kate Mann, which I was also interested in because my name's Kate. What'd she say, Kate? And this story, her last name's Mann. Gender
1: read what she said
0: (laughs) okay so she says there's two things i want to say she argues that misogyny is not about male hostility or hatred toward women instead it's about controlling and punishing women who challenge male dominance misogyny rewards women who reinforce the status quo and punish those who don't so i thought that was like it just rung true here like all the systems that existed that that put jamie in the place where she was violently killed and then also was like if she wouldn't have shown up that night like let's say she fucking had a windfall of cash and she didn't really want to be doing the sex work she was doing so she didn't go out that night she stayed home went to bed early it's like would Sear have just found a different woman and done the same thing? Clearly. So, you're fucked, you know. Um, and then the last thing I was gonna read from this.
1: And do we know that Jamie didn't, didn't want to be...
0: enjoy? She might what, have did sex. Walking? She might have. You yeah. You know, like we don't know, and I don't want to make assumptions that she didn't. So it makes it challenging. Yeah. Because, like, she might have been, it might have been, like, a sexy, you
1: know. If they were swingers. Pleasurable. If what, if he's not, if Justin's being honest about what their relationship was, then we don't know if that's something that she, you know, that it wasn't around. You know, because I know plenty of people who have engaged in sex work because of substance use disorder. And it's, you know, not like it's something that they wanted to do, they might feel certain shame about something that happened. But there are people who, you know, and there's a lot of stigma associated with sex work. And there are a lot of people who enjoy having sex in that way and being paid for. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And she could have. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to further stigmatize sex work by assuming she didn't
1: want we just don't know, we but just I don't
0: think, know. and a lot of this stuff is just interesting when you think about gender and you think about race. And I couldn't find it. I thought I heard a quote recently from a black woman. She talked about white women raising their <laughs> own oppressors. Four fifty. Do you know what I'm talking about? White women raising their own oppressors. I I and I thought that was really relevant here, and like how it perpetrates not just the you know misogyny, but racism. And then the last thing, really is this woman, Kate, says, I'm less interested in assignments of blame or holding individuals accountable. It's not about the fucking individuals. It's not about... It's about the systems that we're all perpetrating, and that's what's so
1: important. The system, like the capitalist system? Yeah.
0: It's like, let's assume... In a different world, she did want to engage in sex work. We would never know because they were living in a capitalist system where there was scarcity. Like, she didn't have access to what she needed, so we would never know whether or not she could really consent. There is no,
1: there's no telling. Because he murdered her and now we can't ask her about it. Exactly. Talking about these stories and, like, sex work is so difficult. It's so difficult. Because there are two completely different... S- ends of the spectrum, you know like people who are for sex trafficking, you know people who have oh, who this is I have no other option but this yeah, then you get to the other extreme of this is my body that I'm doing what I want to do yeah so and it's like how do you respect that in that but also, Make aware that there are lots of people in these situations who are not comfortable. Yeah. You know, like, it's so, it's so difficult. It's so, and and you never know. You don't know. Yeah, unless you, you can have, like, a direct know. conversation with someone. And even and then. And even then, are they being coerced? Yeah. Is it, you know, like, is there someone behind the curtain? Like, is, like, with pimps and other things or situations where, there is some somebody else, and there, and they're, the mind control yeah. and that manipulation and so is powerful so powerful that a person could believe that this is they're making yeah. decisions on their own. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's my done. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The views expressed are strictly our own and not that of anyone else, including our employer or anyone who employs us. We hope that this pod sheds light. On issues that perpetrate a culture of violence towards women, trans people, people of color, and black people, and other people that are oppressed and experience oppression. In an effort to make the post row world a safer and more rad place for everyone.